All right, I'm John Ream and welcome to the inaugural video blog of Nebraska Workers' Compensation Watch, which is essentially gonna be a YouTube or a Facebook Live and show as well as a podcast if once we get all that figured out. And what it is, is just gonna be a discussion among the lawyers here at Ream Bennett and Moore about various issues in workers' compensation and things that are of interest and use to people who get hurt on the job here in Nebraska and in Iowa too, because we represent people in Iowa. So anyway, I'm just gonna go around the room and uh, introduce everybody. Everybody talked to me, so I'm John Ream. And over here, we who, who do we have? We have, looks like we have Rod Ream here. What's yeah, hi, I'm, uh, I'm uh, the old guy here and uh, started the firm back in 1987. We've been representing hundreds and thousands of uh, injured workers since then and uh, have a really good group of people. Uh, I'm gonna pass myself along to Roger Moore, who's uh, sitting in front of our front window in our Omaha office. Howdy, I'm Roger Moore, I'm comic relief and I'm the good looking one of the bunch, so. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it, it, your background, that, that looks like uh, one of those uh, Zoom backgrounds. It looks like, you know, you could have like the Golden Gate Bridge or like a beach out there. So We should patent that. We should patent it and, and sell it on the line, maybe. Well, let's, let's, let's go viral. So anyway, so let's get down. And I don't, the, other, the other lawyer in our firm is Todd Bennett. And I don't know where he is. He's on the phone. So, but he'll be in other, he'll be in other chats. So anyway, I'm going to get started here. And for our inaugural episode or broadcast or whatever this is, I guess the thing that I want to talk about is what's the most important thing that if somebody gets hurt on the job in Nebraska or in Iowa, I mean, Roger and Roger, you can talk about Iowa, but in Nebraska, what's the most important thing to do when you get hurt at work? And I'm going to lead off and I am going to say the most important thing, in my opinion, to do is to tell somebody you got injured as soon as you can. And by somebody, that means a boss, and that means a doctor, you know, when you go seek medical treatment. And the problem that I see with people who don't report things, what happens is, is they don't get claims opened. So they go to the doctor and things get either put, put under private health insurance, and they don't get paid and the bills pile up, and they're off of work, and then they're not getting paid because it's not workers comp and then their leave runs out and then they're getting fired and they want to claim maybe they got fired for getting hurt at work but since you never claimed workers compensation you don't have a case there so i think telling people is telling your boss and your doctors one of the most important things and a lot of people are afraid to do that because they're afraid of getting let go or being fired which is illegal in nebraska as well in iowa too but it's almost like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you don't tell somebody, then you end up getting fired anyway. The fear of the injury and of what happened works against people. So that's my that's one of my biggest things that I think is the that this off the top of my head that's the most important. So uh, Roger, Rod, one of you want to uh, chime in? Go ahead, Roger. Well, I, I'll add to that, and I'll say it's not just important to tell somebody because so often in our practice we see that people come in and they say, I, I reported to my supervisor or I went to the nurse or HR and they haven't done anything. So 
it's, it's really important to actually do some kind of written documentation with someone um, as far as just not telling someone, but writing it down and having some written documentation. And uh, in Iowa, there's a specific prohibition that if you don't report the injury within a specific time frame, you can never bring the claim in the first place. So it's very important in Iowa to make sure you reported it. Um, so many employers won't file claims right away, we found in our practice. And so if you're not getting any feedback, if they're not letting you fill out the paperwork, I think it's more important to go see a doctor very soon after the injury because that will trump the lack of reporting because there's some documentation of the injury happening uh, as well. Rod, go ahead. You know, along those lines, uh, a lot of uh, employers and employees communicate via email or even text anymore. I'm, it seems like that's pretty common practice. And that's a real easy way to document that you've given notice and that you that something is up is to just bang out an email uh, or a text, depending upon you know how you communicate electronically with your with your boss, and that gets the stage set you know so for you to get compensated because uh, and this whole thing about informing somebody, I think it's really important when you go to the doctor that if if you think this has anything to do with work that you tell them that i mean that's the john talked a minute ago about people being fearful but you know if if, if nothing shows up in medical records about what happened or how it happened that, that that's a that's a big problem that's very hard to overcome so try to do that uh, my most important thing, I think, is a little different than John's. Um, I, I think uh, an employee that's hurt should make a really hard, concerted effort to keep some records of what was going on, to keep their medical uh, notes from the doctors, off work notes, keep, get a copy of uh, any employer forms you fill out so you have documentation because the uh, insurance companies have a responsibility to pay claims but they have a, but their responsibility is to pay valid claims and they have a whole checklist of things that they expect uh, in, in order to uh, start paying your workers comp benefits Roger I'll say I'll say too that uh, I, you know we understand that it's not always easy to report the injuries we understand there's some fear about being disciplined or terminated if you report the injury but uh, if you don't and people expect that uh, the judges don't understand the the lack of reporting of, of an injury because they they think well workers comp is out there people know that it's out there people know it's a benefit uh, they don't understand the gap in reporting an injury it doesn't hold any water with them so as tough as it is and as fearful as you might be, it's always better to report it uh, than not, because if you don't report it, you're not gonna be able to unring that bell later on. Yeah, yeah and to some extent, you know, I've heard judges at conferences talk about, you know, particularly if injuries come on through overuse or repetitive overactivity or, or repetitive use, if something starts hurting and then it doesn't go away, and then maybe you wait a week to go to the doctor or something like that, or a little bit of time before things get bad. I've heard judges say, yeah, they understand 
maybe waiting a couple of days to go to the doctor before something happens because people think things are gonna are gonna go away. But the longer the delay, the the tougher it is. Hey, and it looks like we just got Todd Bennett, um, Todd Bennett, waiting to be admitted here. So I'm admitting Todd Bennett to the to the podcast here. We're waiting for him. All right, Todd, hey. you there? There we go. All right. So Todd, the question is, what's the most, for you, what's the most, if somebody gets hurt on the job in Nebraska or Iowa, what's the most important thing that you think that they should do? Well, the most important thing is to make sure they inform the employer in writing, preferably, or have a witness or a medical restriction note. Uh, or notice of injury that they can provide the employer, the HR, a union rep, or frankly, just any witness. Yeah. 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 So. Um, the yeahs were really informative here. <laughs> great. Todd, well, Rod, it all, I, mean, yeah. I, I brought that up too. That was, that was mine. And that was my lead off. Rod also talked about the importance of keeping track of, of company company documents and work restrictions from doctors. Can you, can, you t can you speak to that a little bit? Well, if you remember, we used to have our all little uh, orange folders where they, we would hand them out to workers to make sure they keep the restrictions on themselves. So that way they can provide it to their employer, their supervisor, and make sure they have a copy of their limitations at all times in case they're asked to do anything above them. Um, or outside of their restrictions of what they think they're able to do. Yeah. I think that's important, and we haven't done that for a while, but um, it's always kind of nice to refresh that because it's a, I still think that's a pretty good tool that we gave people. Well, I, you know, this is a side benefit of having of doing these discussions is we'll probably talk about things that, that uh, we, we should be doing uh, to, to do our job better, and we may have to get those uh, – that project back going again that's that's a good idea yeah i've had plenty of water hit this and it's still the the label has not worn off so uh, well, the idea was is to have your work restrictions in a waterproof proof container so if your worker gets wet from sweat or whatever that they've right. always got those restrictions there to protect them from being you know forced to do something that hurts them further that's exactly right yeah, One other yeah. thing about, you know, once you report the injury, assuming they take the information down and you've got it documented, a lot of workers sometimes will, will wait on the employer to set up an appointment. Um, and sometimes that's days or weeks. So don't feel like you have to wait on them to set an appointment up for you. If, if you've reported it and are requesting a doctor's appointment and they haven't set one up for you, then you just go to your own doctor or go to any doctor just to get the process started. And with insurance, the one thing that I tell people a lot, primary is primary insurance and secondary insurance. I mean, and, and some people don't even have health insurance. I mean, that, unfortunately, that's a lot of people get hurt at work. I mean, I think it's a significant minority, but the primary insurance is workers' comp. And then the secondary insurance would be any, any health insurance you would have either through the job or through a spouse or a partner or a family member or whatever. So, I mean, there's always primary and secondary. And the other thing too, is when you don't get claim information, you can get claim information, insurance information from the Nebraska Workers' Compensation Court. 
402-471-6468. And I think there's an 800 number too. You can call them and ask them, you know, who's my employer's workers comp insurance company? And they'll tell you that. But yeah, you can go and, and, and make an appointment. Uh, the, the sad thing is though, sometimes there's some plants that try to scare people, uh, particularly meatpacking I've seen, that try to scare people from making appointments on their own or get making appointments without permission. I mean, have you have the, the other three of you experienced that or seen that in your cases? I think that's pretty regular. They, they want to control medical and they're going to use every tactic they can to, to control it, monitor it, and uh, frankly, not incur curly charges. Which is ironic, I'm looking at our yellow card and you know, the, when we get back to what's most important, you got to make sure you tell them exactly how you got hurt, when you got hurt. And, and when you say primary and secondary, what's your, what's your main problem? But don't forget about your secondary problem or injuries that are giving you pain, not just the one that you, you're hurt the most. Because most often than not, those secondary injuries become the most important later on down the road. And sometimes those, docu those injuries don't even get recorded for, for years. I had a trial this week where somebody, it was two years later, they found out that, that my client broke his foot. And I mean, there's just crazy stuff. Or oftentimes, you know, if it's a wrist injury in, a shoulder, in, a, in, a, in an elbow injury, it's really a shoulder injury or a neck injury even. So yeah, don't forget it. And do you guys also find that employers want to just treat one body part rather than multiple body parts? Oh, absolutely. I think that's their key of uh, shortchanging the injured worker, but it's also the key of uh, monitoring and controlling the, the exposure, but also getting out of an injury that they should respectfully be paying for. Now, even if you see a doctor and the doctor says, well, I can only treat you for the shoulder, or that's all I'm authorized to treat you for, doesn't mean you can't bring up the other injuries and other issues that you have with that doctor. And again, if they're not allowing you to see the doctor for all of the injuries that you have, then go see your own doctor and document it through them. Because we do see a lot of that where the employer says, well, you only see him for this injury. And they've got three or four other complaints that are out there and they just don't talk about it. And those get, you know, swept under the rug and months later, it's tough to bring them back up again. You know, workers comp, I think to injured people, should be simple and I agree with that but it's not and uh, a lot of uh, steps or checklist items need to be uh, met in order to make sure you get paid properly and you know I suspect that if as we go forward with this project we'll be exploring different things that are that, that are that are common problems uh, and Todd's talked about our cards I don't have any with me but in our uh, in our offices we give out some real informational cards there you go Ron. yeah you know one of them says what to do when you get hurt and it's a little larger checklist than we've talked about here today I think there's 14 items on that that we struggled to, to boil it down that much and then the other one is, when should I hire an attorney? Um, uh, so, you know, those are available on our website. And uh, 
we're going to be going through that list, I think, uh, for for some period of time because I mean this, it, 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 it's not as simple as it should be for the worker. No, it's not. And you know the the issue of let's say you're you have a wrist and an elbow problem and you're only treating for your wrist and in the in the company won't let you treat for your elbow and you go see your doctor for your for your elbow. I mean, in Nebraska, and I don't know how Iowa doctor choice works, but if you elect to see a doctor and you just go see a doctor on your own sometimes, that creates another hurdle for if you go see a doctor on your own sometimes to to get to get paid to get that paid under our workers compensation rules you know because if you don't ask for permission or ask to change doctors sometimes medical care can get denied even if it's ultimately related back to the to the work injury so but again workers comp should be simple but it's not so and i think it mostly it's employers and insurance companies that make it harder than it needs to be so um, Todd, Todd Roger, you're our Iowa lawyers. Um, what are some of the maybe pitfalls of doctor choice in Iowa? Well, the pitfall is it's, you start out behind the eight ball because the employer gets to control. They have a right to control. And then the pitfall becomes if they deny compensability, you're free to choose. But then you got the practical problem of is your health insurance going to pay? Uh, they should in Iowa, because ironically, there's a specific statutory mandate that the employer has to work with uh, the health insurance. And if they're denying the work comp claim, they have an obligation and duty to make sure the health insurance actually pays for the treatment that they claim is not related to the work accident. Uh, but what is your experience, Roger, when you got a physician choice problem in Iowa? Yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, at least in Nebraska, you can elect to see your family doctor and have them control your medical care. But in Iowa, you really are uh, kind of at the mercy of the insurance company. You have some alternate care options, but not many that are that are very viable. I had a case earlier this year where they, they denied the case from the start, and even the health insurance hadn't processed the medical bills. I had to sue the health insurance in federal court in Iowa to get them to pay the benefits on a denied claim when it was clear from the start that they denied the claim. So uh, just get again, getting back to the main option that it's not always easy. Sometimes you have to document the denial with the insurance company before they'll uh, pay the medical bills. We've got one here in Nebraska right now that just got resolved. Um, Work comp had denied it, uh, but because of an error they made in some admissions, we had to go back and kind of clarify that they denied the claim to get the, uh, the insurance company to pay it. So uh, the documentation is, documentation is key in a number of different respects, uh, not just with work comp. You know, I think the big point that that is here is that people may not understand that if you have a work injury and it's denied and you also have health insurance, the health insurance has to pay that bill if it's denied and if it's, if it's reasonable care. And mm -hmm. they're not as picky and, and tricky about what doctors you go to. So in some respects, it's e it's much easier to get better full care um, if you're unfortunately denied workers' comp. Yeah, and then it's actually you know when we talk about people like Nebraska Orthopedics or several of these orthopedic outfits where even though the comp has denied the claim, 
and, and they're not willing to pay for care, certain providers won't allow you to use your health insurance, not until they get approval from the work comp carrier, which right. has become another practical hurdle. You know, in Iowa, you get the option of filing, a, you heard the term medical alternate care. And as long as you get the employer to deny the claim, then you're free to choose and use your health insurance. And that's kind of the difference between Iowa and Nebraska. Iowa, you at least got kind of that statutory duty where the employer has to work with you to get the health insurance to pay. We don't have that in Nebraska, but you at least have that option to use it if, if, if they're willing to accept it. Well, I'm the Nebraska licensed only. The one thing that I, that one of our strengths is, is if you have to have surgery, you can always pick your own surgeon under Nebraska law, which is, uh, I think, you know, a really good, a really good provision because, yeah. you know, we should trust who's going to put us under and cut us open uh, and be allowed to pick who does that. And fortunately, we still have that in Nebraska. Yeah, and that's a good point because still, even today, 20, 30 years later, people still don't understand that they still have that right. Right. Because it's so inbred where they, uh, are t everybody's told they can't choose and they can't pick. But if right. you have that major surgical operation, you can, you can choose your surgeon, which is one of the best things in, uh, you know, the last several years of the legislative changes we've had. And thank God we still have that. You think the nurse case some... managers in Nebraska tell people they can pick their own surgeons? No. no, actually, the gentleman I had here in the office yesterday simply came to us simply because of that issue where the case manager went to a family doctor in Hastings and said, no, we're not going to let you treat him, but send him to Omaha to their doctor. For the uninitiated, what's a workers' comp, what's a case, what's a workers' comp case manager, a nurse case manager? Well, they're hired by the insurance companies to try to uh, uh, manage the health care that an injured worker gets, and they say that they're doing it uh, for good reasons. And our experience is, is that many of them, at least, uh, just do it to reduce the amount of health care and get people sent back to work before they're ready to go back to work because it saves yeah. workers' comp. And to be even a little bit more blunt with it is, you know, even the Nebraska Supreme Court says they're just the right hand of the person deciding your case, deciding whether they're going to approve care, deciding whether to pay a check. And they're, they're not a benefit for the injured worker. But it's funny because the gentleman that I talked to yesterday, yeah, I'm, gets the story. I'm just here to help you I'm coordinate your medical care and I'm your friend and, uh, Lo and behold, he gets shipped out of his own dock and shipped to Omaha. Next thing he knows, it's a year later. And he still hasn't had surgery. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Roger, you haven't been saying anything. That's kind of unusual. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that I, that I think a lot of people that are injured on the job kind of trust their employer to send them the doctors that, that are good. Uh, that have their best interest, but unfortunately, that's just not borne out in practice. There are lots of reasons to send empl employees to doctors for treatment and for surgery that have absolutely nothing to do with the, the medical care that's there. I mean, they, you get doctors that do surgery and send them back to work the same day or the next day. You get doctors that give crappy ratings or no ratings after the surgery is done. And those are the things that are important to insurance companies, not 
to get you to a doctor that's going to get you a good result. They're, they're, you know, they're trying to save money at the end of the day from the, from the day that case was reported until it's completed. They want to spend as little money as possible on that claim. Those are the things they're worried about, not about getting you to a good doctor who's going to treat you fairly and uh, put you on reasonable restrictions, both during the recovery and afterwards. So, um, it's easy to think that the employer has your best interest at heart, but in practice, that's not the reality from our standpoint. No, it's not. Well, and, Ron, what if it, and Ron, what if an injured worker gets the letter that they're being sent to a doctor they don't even know, but the insurance company's just scheduling an appointment out of the blue? Well, I mean, it, it depends upon the status of the case. I mean, they kind of have a right to do that, unfortunately, for, for what's called an independent medical exam. And um, it, it's a very upsetting to workers, that I, and, but that sometimes, and probably most of the time when they do that, they've got the right to do it because of the way the law is written. Uh, Can they refuse to go? Well, you know the answer. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> you definitely cannot. And, and frankly, I- was role playing there, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. I mean- Professor Bennett. Yeah. The problem is, is that the insurance companies write the checks. And so they've got this economic power over the injured worker that if, you know, if you don't go along with them and let them do certain things, they're just going to stop paying you. Well, by law, they can stop benefits if you refuse to go to a, one of their exams or even if, if it's you reasonable medical treatment they it's offer. Stop oh, paying only if it's a reasonable request. But, sure, but I mean that that's reasonable is determined by a, a judge. So I mean, it, it, it's no guarantee that it's going to be found to be unreasonable. I I've had to fight the medical exam issues a few years ago with somebody they examined like twice four months, and I asked the judge how many exams do they get, and the judge said as many as they want. So uh, and it's hard to hard to fight those those medical exams you know and they're not second opinions that's another thing is you hear from you know the clients will tell us well this nurse case manager sent me to a second opinion no it's not a second opinion i guess it's not it's a second opinion but it's not another it's it's their own opinion so i mean it's not independent that's for sure yeah right. well, even though it's called independent so well, anyway we're running up no, I have 30 minutes here I had a case recently where an insurance company paid one of these independent doctors $14,000 to write a letter because there was a lot of medical records. They sent him a couple thousand pages of records. He claims that he read every single one of them and billed him $14,000 to say that a kitchen worker wasn't hurt. Right. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of a tough world out there for injured people. How much is the kitchen worker making? $8.25 an hour. Yeah. It's wow. crazy. Well, and I think it's more important as a, there's nothing independent, as you said, where if you're up front and realize it's a defense, it's an insurance exam, then pe people need to understand this isn't someone who's unbiased. These people are biased. They're being paid by the person making the decision in the case. Now, sometimes you get lucky, but that's about 5% of the time if you're lucky. Right. Um, yeah, definitely. If you get a letter from the insurance company about one of these exams, that's a good time to call an attorney. And just to kind of follow up on that, uh, you can call us and talk to us about your case or questions you have for free. A lot of people 
still don't understand that, that we work on a contingent fee. So there's no charge to call us and talk to us about the case right. at all. Right. Uh, right. We're happy to give you the information about the injury and tell you what we think. Sure. Uh, so all right. there's, a, there's an old saying, knowledge is power. And uh, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of rules and a lot of blind alleys and a lot of checklists and a lot of hurdles that are out there to, to uh, make uh, something that should be very simple uh, difficult at times. Okay. Hey, we're running up against our time. So uh, anything else anybody wants to add? I vote we do this again sometime. All yeah. right. Sounds good. I like this. All right, guys. Um, until, like, like Maury Povich on Current Affair used to say, until next time, America. All right. Yeah, but be careful <laughs> out there. Yeah. Stay classy, America. Right. Stay classy, America. <laughs>